two natural ways that you can increase libido. Weight lift consistently, increase that testosterone. Watch your libido improve. Nutrition strategies to support your best estrogen and your best hormones. One today that's a little bit outside the box that you may have not heard of before is seed cycling. Welcome to Maximizing Fitness, Fat Loss, and Running Through Perimenopause, the podcast for the everyday recreational female runner who's ready to take charge of her health, hormones, and energy. If dying to maximize your ability to feel, look, or run your best at any age without overcomplicating it, welcome to the right place. I'm your host, Louise Valentine, a multi-award-winning exercise physiologist, holistic health practitioner, performance scientist, nutrition, running, and strength coach. I'm thrilled to have you join us. Each week, I'll keep it simple, straightforward, and science-based as we deep dive into how you can work with your female physiology to ditch hormone havoc, maximize fueling, fitness, fat loss, and injury prevention to live a vibrant, healthy, and high-performance life. To the active, fierce female listening, yes, you can and you deserve to have it all. I'm putting directly into your capable hands the game-changing strategies that I wish I would have had in my own journey. So whenever your heart desires, yes, you can lace up your shoes, go for an energized run, and look fit as hell. Ready to join a revolution of unlocking your best with science and simplicity? Hell yes, you are. Let's get started. Hi there, ladies. Hopping on real quick with a clarifying point before you get into this episode. For the first natural way to increase libido, I did leave out one very important thing that I should mention upfront as a disclaimer. Now, days 10 through 14, I mention as one of the most prime times to have high libido, right? We are primed biologically and naturally for our peak libido days 10 through 14 of our cycle. This is also when we are most fertile. So should you give strategy number one a try and, you know, look to experiment around days 10 through 14 or notice how you feel more sexy, more inclined to be with your partner, do note this is the time when you can get pregnant. So please do take precautions. If you don't have any intentions on getting pregnant, even if you are perimenopausal, do note we don't want any accidental babies as a byproduct of listening to this podcast. So with that, enjoy today's episode, but do remember, please use protection days 10 through 14 as needed. Take care. Well, hello there, ladies. Hopping on today with another hot topic, two natural ways to increase libido at any age. Yes, you can increase your libido regardless of where you are in perimenopause, menopause, or if you are in your, say, early 30s and all of a sudden you're like, why do I not feel in the mood anymore? There are many different potential root causes. Today, I'm going to discuss two of them and talk through two simple strategies. While it's simple, not always easy to do, of course, but natural ways that you can increase libido. So first and foremost, this is a very common topic for the women that I coach, my friends, other females, and we don't have enough people speaking out about it. The fact that yes, libido can be really low and it impacts our life, right? It impacts our relationship with our spouse, our happiness, our joy, a lot of different changes with our hormones and impacting 
our well-being and sex being one of those pieces of our vibrant, healthy, and high-performance life. So today, I just want to talk very candidly about some things that are happening, potential root causes, and then a couple different strategies from a holistic approach that you can take to address this. Right now, today, take one foot in front of the other and start working on increasing your libido. With consistency, it is so very possible. I have had women that I've coached who felt pretty much uh, throwing their hands in the air. You know, like Louise, I've talked to my gynecologist, I've talked to different doctors, I've tried different supplements, all sorts of different things out there, and nothing has worked. Well, let me share with you today two things that do work. Number one, root cause of low libido is of course low estrogen, right? Estrogen being the primary hormone to really rev us up, to have us feel in the mood, to feel connection with our spouse. And we know, as I discussed in episode two, you know, estrogen for most women is starting to decline starting around age 35. Additionally, if you are on the hormonal birth control, you're preventing ovulation, which does what? prevents that surge in estrogen. So we know from research, it shows that estrogen helps women to feel sexier. It helps us to feel open to new experiences. We see that we're in a better mood. We tend to put more effort into our appearance when estrogen is high in our cycle. We might be more inclined to wear makeup, wear sexier clothes, and even choose the color red, believe it or not, which it shows both males and females find that very attractive color and a sexy color. So kind of an interesting little study there that I came across. But where we see estrogen surge in our cycle is near ovulation. So if you're paying attention to your cycle, that's typically days 10 to 14, where we see sexual desire increase. So first and foremost, if you do track your cycle, if you're feeling really low libido, I would encourage you to pay attention to days 10 through 14 and see how you feel. Let's say that you haven't had sex for a while. You're, you know, it doesn't feel as good as it once does. You're struggling with different things. I would really encourage you to give that little window of time a try and start to pay attention to how you feel if, you know, if this is your little window of opportunity to get back in the groove with your spouse, really give days 10 to 14 some attention and some love. Now, here's the thing. As I mentioned, if you're on hormonal birth control, and unfortunately I see so many physicians prescribing hormonal birth control as a means to ma manage perimenopause symptoms, sort of, you know, not really paying attention to the fact of, you know, when we are suppressing ovulation and this estrogen surge, we are suppressing a lot of our sexual drive and desire and what makes us feel sexy and feel good. So you'll see there's even um, a wonderful book out there called This Is Your Brain on Birth Control. And it talks about you know women making informed choices. If we're going to go on birth control, what are those side effects? Psychologically and physically, you'd be surprised what the research reveals. So talking through a little bit today, of this idea of ovulation being, you know, a superpower when it comes to libido. Now with that, let's talk about perimenopause when our cycles become erratic. Or in my instance, in my early 30s and, you know, 20s when I didn't have regular cycles, this was hormonal chaos for me. And when I saw my providers, they were just like, "Louise, you know you need to go on hormone replacement therapy. It's the only solution and you'll need to be on it for the rest of your life." And I took a step back and I said, whoa, I am so young. And there's mixed 
you know, literature out there, whether or not hormone replacement therapy has side effects for women. I don't think that I want to be dependent upon pills for the rest of my life. So I really had to overhaul my life, really look into the science and took charge of my health hormones and energy, which is of course what this podcast is all about empowering you to do as well. A couple of things that you can do to really support your body, support regular cycles and help mitigate some of this chaos around perimenopause is a strategy called seed cycling. Yes, you can mimic progesterone and estrogen in a cycle by eating certain seeds at certain times of your cycle. So I detail this strategy in depth in a free guide on my website, breakingthroughwellness.com. Anytime you opt into my newsletter, you automatically get this guide and it lays out what seeds to eat, you know, days one through 14, and then the remainder of your cycle, what seeds to eat. And again, it's mimicking estrogen and progesterone through food. Like, holy hell, who knew that you could do that with food, right? And the key here with this strategy is it's not a quick fix, right? It's not as simple as just going on hormone replacement therapy, but guess what it doesn't have? Side effects. Guess what it does do? Empower you with other nutrition to support your body and best hormones. So when I came across seed cycling as a strategy, my mind was blown. It did not work in month one. It did not work in month two. It took three consistent months of seed cycling for me to have a very natural low symptom period very consistently. And I kid you not, after years of struggling with low estrogen, after years of struggling with my hormonal health, all the nasty side effects, the weight gain, the cravings, the hot flashes, the bone loss, the muscle loss, all those frustrations started to melt away. Yes, there are many other strategies that I empower the women that I coach with to address their hormones, keep them balanced and support the hell out of them. Because right at this age, we have no room to F up. Let's, we talked about that in a couple episodes previously. We just don't have that leeway anymore with hormone decline. We have to protect and support them. This is one strategy that you can give a try. So let's say that you're consistent with seed cycling for two months. I would love to have you track days 10 through 14 when you would typically see your estrogen surge. Using that first half of that cycle, you should be supporting excellent estrogen levels and start to notice, do you feel sexier? Is there a little window of opportunity where you get your mojo back? You might be surprised at just how simple it can be. I know being consistent with something like eating seeds is not always simple, depending on how busy your life is. This takes a conscious effort, but I kid you not, it changes the game. With that, you can find additional hormone-supporting strategies, ones to help mitigate PMS, bloating, and perimenopause symptoms in that free guide. So I really encourage you to download that. It is six pages of information that can help you from a natural standpoint support your best hormones. Estrogen, of course, being a key player. So the solution here to give a try to increase libido, have you on a beautiful cycle of hormonal health, would be something like seed cycling. Additionally, there are plenty of other strategies in that guide that you can give a try to support your overall low inflammation, 
balanced blood sugar, and optimal hormonal health. All of those are key players. So depending on where you are right now in your personal health and hormone journey, it may take more than just something like seed cycling, but it's worth giving a try. Again, supporting that estrogen. Estrogen, it's that sex drive hormone. So let's make sure that you are taking that natural approach to feel your very best and to see results in your sex life as well as many other aspects of your life, as you learned in, a, in episode two, because of course, estrogen is going to impact just about everything here at this age. So you're starting to feel this, a couple of strategies here that you could take today. The other strategy that I want to empower you with today, this second natural way to increase libido is addressing another root cause, which is low testosterone. And we know testosterone tends to start to decrease age 35 and beyond for women as well. And this is not, again, a super fast path or quick fix by any means, but weightlifting will be a critical piece to increasing your testosterone. And why? Because muscle mass equals testosterone. Not only that, you feel great, you look great, you have an incredible metabolism to burn body fat and you know chip away at that physique that you desire. So this strategy, consistently weightlifting, is key. So we do see, as I mentioned, testosterone gradually start to go down as we age. And the lower amounts of this hormone that we have, it's going to reduce muscle mass, it's going to affect skeletal health, impact mood, it is going to cause fatigue, decrease sensitivity in our vaginas and clitoris, You know all those key players in, in actually enjoying sex. So we absolutely, even if you haven't been consistent with strength training in the past, there is no better time than now to start to pick up those weights. As I mentioned previous episodes, there's a lot of strategies to consider. What changes in strength training to make it effective, to actually see results? I know I work with so many women who come to me, they're like, darn it, Louise, I've been going to these group fitness classes, I've been weightlifting, and I'm not seeing physique changes in my body. Why? And here is a common root cause. We're not lifting heavy enough. Not only that, I see a lot of women doing things like orange theory, hit classes. So we're combining cardio with strength and it's a very fast paced environment. In order to see changes in your muscle, you need to lift heavy enough. You need to do the right exercises. So for example, do you want to see changes in your tricep? Let's do some tricep kickbacks. Let's do some tricep push-ups. right? We need to actually work the tricep to see changes in your underarm, right? To have that nice fit look to your arms. You want sculpted shoulders. We need to do consistent shoulder exercises. So making sure you're working the body parts that you actually want to see physique changes in is critical. And you don't always think about that because you might see someone start CrossFit. You might see someone start you know, group exercise class and, or boot camp. And anytime you introduce a new stimulus, you will see slight changes. So if you're like, Louise, I see changes from my boot camp. Are you getting to the point where you're a little stuck? You're not quite starting to look as fit as you want. And the answer is it's time to switch up to work with your physiology at this point. What does it mean? With these hormonal changes, the things you want to consider are lifting slow, mindful, and controlled. So for example, if you are doing, let's say you're doing lateral shoulder raises in order to build lean, attractive shoulder muscles, 
You really want to make sure each time you come up, you pause at the top, you feel the muscle contraction in your deltoids, in your muscles, in your shoulders, right? Each and every single repetition, you need to be mindful of that contraction. You need to lift heavy enough. What does that mean? Ensuring that it's just about 10 reps or less. If you can do more than 10, it's time to increase the weight. That's the key from your body at this point to work with your physiology. You need enough stimulus due to your decreasing hormones to actually see changes in your skeletal muscle. So slow, controlled, mindful movements. And what don't you see in a boot camp, or even things like Beachbody or maybe even some of these Peloton workouts? It's fast, 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 right? As many reps as possible. That's just like over my head, where is this coming from in the industry? Because it's not effective, especially for women 35 and over. You want physique changes, slow, controlled, mindful movements, lift heavy, right? All the burpees in the world, what's that doing? It's burning a couple of calories, maybe, maybe more likely to cause injury at this age than it is effective. So it's time to rethink fitness strategy. And I know for many, that's very frustrating because you've been in a routine or you have a group class that you love, but if you want to see results, these are some of the things to reconsider to especially see physique changes, see fat loss, and achieve those results that you're working so hard for. So those are the different considerations you want to really start to think through in terms of your strength training. How many days per week is a question I get asked. Very bare minimum would be two, ideally three to four. Is strength training more important than cardio? Let's think about this. I mean, if it comes down to weighing the fact of the changes in your physiology, a lot of women that I've coaching a lot of women that I surround myself with. We love cardio. We love running. So yes, strength training is an essential part of your exercise regime. So consistent strength training will do what? When done correctly, will build muscle. Muscle is your metabolism. It's your key to keeping weight off. It's your key to looking great and seeing physique changes. And it's also key to testosterone, protecting it perhaps even increasing it. Yes, it's possible to get estrogen back. Yes, it's possible to get testosterone back. I see it every darn day with the women that I coach. Does it take time? It does. There are no quick fixes. Of course, there's many pills out there. So that is your personal decision. But today, two natural ways that you can increase libido. Weight lift consistently, increase that testosterone. Watch your libido improve nutrition strategies to support your best estrogen and your best hormones. One today that's a little bit outside the box that you may have not heard of before is seed cycling. Go ahead, hop on over to breakingthroughwellness.com, download my guide, learn how to do it. It's so simple. If possible, keep those seeds organic. If not, no shame in that game. I would say from what I have seen in the literature, a lot of times it's organic, fresh ground seeds that tend to be most effective. But I'll tell you what, there have been times when I was just in a hurry, I went to my local grocery store, I grabbed what I could get and I got it down. <laughs> so I'm telling you both ends of the spectrum, doing it perfectly or sort of just winging it and just, you know, just getting it in being consistent is what's key. So with that, I would love to hear if you give these strategies a try paying attention to that day 10 to 14. If you really want that optimal window, when you're most likely to feel the drive to feel sexy, to feel mood improvements and enhanced drive, 
to be with your partner. It is possible to have a beautiful life. It does take time. It does take a strategic approach through your exercise and your nutrition, but food and exercise can be medicine in this case. We don't always need the hormone replacement therapy. If you are on the fence, I would encourage you to be consistent and give some of these strategies a try. As we know, there are side effects from hormone replacement therapy, from using the birth control pill. If you've been considering going on the birth control pill, I highly encourage you to read This Is Your Brain on Birth Control. Sarah E. Hill is the author of that book that will really help you to make an informed decision, summarizing some of the latest research. It's very eye-opening. So just empowering you today with some of these strategies. If you give them a try, let me know. You can find me on Instagram at Breaking Through Wellness, and you can find me on Facebook. You can go to breakingthroughwellness.com, and you can always reach out at support at breakingthroughwellness.com. So with that, ladies, I am wishing you some restored libido and a beautiful life ahead. Take care. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode of Maximizing Fitness, Fat Loss, and Running Through Perimenopause. We hope you found it refreshingly simple, straightforward, and actionable. If you enjoyed the show, please take a moment to subscribe to our podcast and leave us a review. Your feedback means the world to us and helps others discover our podcast. And don't miss out. Hop on over to breakingthroughwellness.com to subscribe to my newsletter. Stay up to date on upcoming episodes, free resources, my live educational events, our community of incredibly strong women, and Badass Breakthrough Academy, the one-on-one coaching program and learning experience for women ready to unlock their best with less stress. Thank you again for being part of our podcast community. Until next time, keep it simple, low stress, and specific to you. And of course, your friendly medical disclaimer, no information on this podcast or provided through any of our services should be used to diagnose, treat, prevent, or cure any disease or condition. Please always seek the advice of a trusted medical professional, such as your doctor, as needed. We are collaborative here at Breaking Through Wellness as an active member of your team when we work in one-on-one coaching services only. With that, we are wishing you a vibrant, healthy, and high-performance day, finding all the information you need to unlock your best with less stress.